Howdy y'all, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day today. You are listening to King Outdoors Podcast. I know it's been a long time since my last podcast, but that's mainly because I can't really find people to come on here. And so if you got any suggestions, go ahead and DM my Instagram, kingoutdoor.s. I'd really appreciate it. But here online today, we have Colin Ortmeyer. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and stay tuned for the next one. I think his last name's Ortmeyer. Is that right? Yeah, you actually got it spot on. Usually the people don't get it on the first try. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty surprising. All right, so I'll just I'll have you introduce yourself here. Just tell us where you're from and wh- what you do. Yeah, so uh, my name's uh, Colin, and uh, I currently live in Iowa, uh, closer to Des Moines, um, but originally from Nebraska, so um i guess moved out to iowa probably about oh i'd say about two years ago for the uh for the white-tailed deer so um i guess right now i am a freelance creator i do photography videography um some graphics work um so yeah in the outdoor industry and some uh just other industries as well um kind of just do it all so wherever i can find work uh that's kind of where i go so right so uh my main question i kind of have for you is what what made you want to start getting into photography and stuff like that yeah um yeah i get it a lot um you know i guess i've always you know i've grown up to love you know the outdoors and and love being out um going hunting with my with my dad and and fishing and stuff like that. And I guess, um, growing up, you know, I just, um, Uh Oh, (laughs) there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what happened. Do you hear me now? Yeah, I do. Okay. No, I guess. Uh, I guess where I was going is, you know, the the photography and and stuff like that. You know, I just wanted to be able to go in the outdoors and, um, you know, capture something that I could take back from me, and, um, you know, it was just something I could, you know, come back and edit and be able to go see, you know, like a previous memory and, uh, you know, be able to share with family and friends. So. Right. You know, that's something I always, I would be interested to like really get into. And I'm kind of starting that. Um, yeah, I've seen some of your work and yeah, you do been doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, nothing crazy, but Hey, it's at least a start, you know, like, I mean, that's what I tell everybody is, you know, just go out there and do it, you know? Um, yeah, everybody starts, you know, in a different spot. And, you know, I think from my perspective, you know, my biggest thing is I just try and learn as much as I can from, you know, other people, um, you know, and just basically learn from them and, and then add my own twist and, and the values and the morals that I kind of believe in and, and, and do that. So, um, right. And I, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. That's kind of like, one of the reasons I have these podcasts is to, you know, learn from people and Mm -hmm. basically to improve my, myself. Absolutely. World and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, I think they see all these, you know, because there's a lot of talented creators out there, um, you know, in today's day and age and, you know, people get down on themselves, you know, really easily just because they don't think, that, Hey, their work isn't good enough or, you know, but to be honest with you, like everybody's, everybody's style is different, you know, like, and that's what kind of sets yourself apart, you know, from other people is, you know, like I have, you know, I have, might have a different style than, you know, someone else. And, you know, somebody might like that style and some people don't, you know, so, um, and that's kind of how you find your niche of people and, and, um, kind of who you, you know, I guess, network with, I suppose. Right, right. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see what you mean there. But uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, gear. What kind of what kind of camera do you use? Yeah. So actually, um, just this last month, I purchased the new uh, Sony FX3. It's called, and it will shoot um, 4K at 120 frames per second. So. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that. I've gotten it out a few times. I haven't gotten out a whole lot yet. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to get solely a um, video camera. And, and previously, I was uh, shooting with uh, Sony A7R2. And heck, that was the camera three to four years ago. Like everybody was like, oh my gosh, like you have the Sony A7R2. And it's just so crazy. Like, how fast they, you know, there's so many different cameras that come out and they can do so much more, you know, every single year. But, um, I still use that for, for photography and, um, but no, I'm really, really excited to get this new, uh, Sony FX3 out. So yeah, I bought a, uh, uh, 70 to 200, uh, 2.8, uh, Sony along with that. So it should be, uh, it should be a pretty killer setup, uh, in the tree this fall. So yeah, I mean, to me, your work looks awesome right now, but it's just yeah. going to improve some more. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I just, you know, I just with some of the video projects and stuff, I just, I really wanted the slow motion. And um, I guess, you know, it just seems like there's always something bigger and better coming out. You know, I don't know if you've heard of like, you know, the red cameras or stuff like that, but it's just like, you know, to the feasible, you know, videographer, it's almost virtually impossible to try and buy something like that, you know, just right. because their price point. But I think what Sony's got going on with this FX3, um, you know, I think the price point is right there where, you know, the freelancer, you know, is able to, you know, purchase that, you know. So, um, yeah, I really like it has a kind of a dual audio uh, feature as the XLR unit on top. So I can actually run a shotgun and a wireless at the same time. So that's, that's pretty feasible too. So yeah, I'm ready to kind of get it out and kind of tinker with it a little bit more. So um, just kind of waiting for fall to get here, I suppose, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, like, especially like in this off season, it's hard to, and like produce things you know what i mean yeah exactly yeah but, no uh it's just yeah and we, i've been doing some short you know some some preseason stuff like that but i haven't haven't produced nothing yet but no i'm i'm really uh really excited so but i guess i also i could mention i have a i have a drone as well so i've had that for a couple of years now and yeah it i feel like, like I feel like drones really changed the industry a lot. You know, you see a lot of people using them now. Oh, absolutely. And that, that was something like a couple, I probably had mine, I'd say four, probably four years now. And I, when I got it, you know, it was kind of, you know, there were still quite a few people that had them, but they, I feel like even now they're so much more popular and you see a lot more people um, use them in their work and stuff like that. It just adds a different angle and a different style to, um, you know, photography or videography. So. Right. Right. So anyways, going back to your, your normal camera, the, like the brand Sony is like your, your going, your go-to brand or, you know, um, I guess I when I, when I, so I actually started off with a, a Canon 70 D when I very, very first got into photography and stuff like that. And right. I really, I really enjoyed that camera a lot. Um, I like the colors and I think a lot of people will say that too, you know, Canon, they have just a different color scheme that just really is attractive, I guess. And, um, I guess once I started to get into more videography, I really wanted the slow motion aspect and stuff like that. And I guess that's kind of why I switched over to Sony, but, um, you know, I have a few friends that, that have tried out, out the, uh, you know, the Canon R series and I mean, it's nothing but great reviews. I mean, they, they really, uh, you know, they're right up there towards the top. So, 
you know, I think, you know, anybody that's looking into, you know, what brand or this or that, you know, I think a lot of, you know, something what they might be able to do is just go out and shoot with it and see how it feels, you know, like, you know, my A7R2 is, you know, feels a lot different even from this Sony FX3, you know, I just like the feel of the FX3 better, but it's not a photographer, you know, camera as much as more of a video camera, but, you know, just get something in your hands that feels good and, and that you're able to kind of, I guess, you know, work with and you're, you're comfortable with. And, um, I think you can kind of make, you know, anything, uh, to what you kind of want, but. Right. Yeah. I mean, what do you shoot with right now? An iPhone. <laughs> oh, really? See, and, and, and really, I mean, I see, you know, I'm a big, I watch YouTube a lot and to be honest with you, I'll probably watch more YouTube than, um, even just actual TV, you know? Um, oh, yeah. But I see, you know, I see a lot of people film with iPhones now. And, and you know, you would say that five, ten years ago. And, I mean, that wasn't even a thing, you know? It, you know, they took some decent photos. But, you know, the videography now that they've been doing is is incredible, you know? So um, I guess I kind of am on TikTok, too. So it's like you'll see these tutorials of like how to like edit and do like transitions through like iPhones and how they do that. And it's just crazy. Like you wouldn't even think it's, you know, shot with an iPhone, but, um, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it works for me. It's just, you know, I want to improve and I want to make my work better. Yeah. So is there, is there something that you're kind of like been looking at or, um, kind of leaning towards? So, uh, I have some sisters, and two of them are photographers, and mm-hmm. one of them has a Canon, a Canon something, and I, I mean, I really like the camera, mm-hmm. and but I've also heard like a lot of things about Sony, which makes me want to like you know yeah. look more into those kind of cameras. But are you, are you trying to do? Are you just want to strictly do photography, or do you want to like do more videography? Or well, yeah videography i kind of want to get into more yeah no absolutely yeah and you know i guess i think canon kind of paved their way into the videography stream of things with their you know the canon r5 and the and the r6 and you know i think that camera really you know kind of because i don't think you know Canon really had like a like a video you know like a video type camera you know that shot the slow-mo and stuff like that and I think that's what you know Canon really needed is to have a camera that could do uh those sorts of things and um you know I think I mean I think it's Canon Sony is kind of a one-two punch I mean I I don't think you can really go wrong but just it all depends on how much you're wanting to spend too so that's what's (laughs) the the problem too is trying to get into a camera like that but right right and you know i feel like me running an iphone which is you know easy click a button i feel like i'd have a hard time learning yeah you know yeah no i mean the best the best thing to do is just go out and shoot man i mean i like i said i i remember the first time i think it was with my canon 70d and and I, we were turkey hunting with a couple of my friends and, and, um, I finally, I knew how to, you know, do record and stuff like that. But then like, after that, like trying to edit, I was like, I like, how do I, like, what do I even do? Like I had, uh, I had heard that, you know, people use the premier pro. And so I ended up getting a, a subscription to it and I hadn't, I mean, not a clue, like all these different buttons. And it was just like, where do you even start, you know, like how to even make a, make something out of this. And, right. And, uh, no, it's crazy what, you know, you can learn from YouTube and then you just kind of get familiar of, of, you know, settings and stuff like that. But. Right. And, you know, I feel like editing, editing can like, it can always use something, you know, mm-hmm. always something to improve. And that's something I'm kind of actively looking for something to really, be able to edit with because i mean right now i mean i'm just using iMovie that's on yeah my phone. yeah i mean it works but like it's not like i can't do as much as i would want it to do with it yeah you know, i mean i've i've tried premiere rush and 
I mean, I like it. It's just, I guess, practice, you know. No, it is. And I mean, and I feel like you can kind of take some of the same type of philosophy from like the, the, iMovie to the Premiere Pro. I mean, how to cut and and you know some different ways of transition. Obviously, buttons are going to be a little bit different, but like just learning how to edit in general. Um, you know, I think you're off to a pretty good start. So, yeah. Well, thanks for that. I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like I say. You just got to keep learning, and and I mean, I I tell everybody every day. You know, I'm learning all the time from different creators in the industry whether you know they might not even do you know outdoor stuff they might be something you know it could be a nike commercial you know it might be like a transition or the way they shot you know they shot you know some a, a particular shot and you know it's just like oh that was kind of cool and eye appealing and you know sometimes you can take that into your own um, um style so right right yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, uh, like kind of like mowing the grass, you know, you're, you're yeah. working for them stripes, you know, you're trying to Ex- get Exactly. Better. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but. Uh, anyways, going back to a simple question, what made you want to start like hunting and getting outdoors? Your dad or? Yeah, I mean, I guess ever since, you know, I was, um, you know, little you know i'd say five years old you know or so um you know growing up i was always in sports and um baseball was kind of my go-to sport that i i stuck with for the longest and um i feel like i was always like i loved the game of baseball but i'd always keep like wanting to go out and fish you're like you know wanting to go out and hunt i actually um i was a sophomore in high school uh, and I love to play basketball, but I quit, I quit basketball because I didn't have enough time to hunt. <laughs> yeah. So it was a pretty big priority to me and, and just being in the outdoors and, and stuff like that. So, um, I just feel like, you know, going, growing up and going with my dad and, um, fishing and, and, and going out and hunting and sitting in the tree stand. And I mean, it was just, it, it, it was something I was kind of like born with, you know? So, um, I guess it just, I want to be able to do that when, you know, when I have my kids, if, you know, someday I don't have any kids now, but I want to be able to, you know, teach them the outdoors, um, kind of like what my dad did to me, you know? So. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like, I'm, uh, I'm going into junior year here in high school. Um, no, no. And, you know, I, I see what you're saying about the whole sports situation. Uh, so, fresh, or like started, I think I played football my first year in sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like, you know, it was a lot of fun, but I missed some bow hunting nights, which was kind of. Absolutely. Like, and that's all I was thinking about, like at practices too, you know. It's like, yeah. I could be out hunting right now. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's just one of those things it's kind of like you gotta work around it which is like you know your your life you know you gotta work around your job which absolutely then with like like this uh, this podcast we have to work around a lot of stuff but. absolutely yeah no yeah. you know i tell everybody like you know to be honest with you i kind of miss you know i looking back at it now, you know, I wish I would have stayed in basketball just to have those memories and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. Like I really love to hunt and stuff, but, um, you know, I, I think it's always going to be there for the rest of your life. And the times that, you know, you have with your, um, high school classmates playing sports and stuff like that, like you really, you'll, you'll never be able to go back to that, you know? And, and I think, you know, as long as you can, you know, work around it and and go as much as you can in, in your free time, you know, it, it's always going to be there, you know, later down the road too. So. Right. And, you know, people, many people told me that, you know, like enjoy high school while you can. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I it's, think there's always room for, you know, everything, you know, it's kind of like excuses. People come with 
with any little excuse to yeah you know, get out of something. Like, you know, everyone has like I understand people are busy, but you you can work around things. You know, whether it's taking an extra lunch break during work or something to go uh, do a workout or something like that. I know, like Cameron Haynes. Uh, yep. He's a big inspiration to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And like, he goes on runs. He takes an extra long lunch break, goes on runs, and you know he he always has time. He, like he finds times for, for like a time for everything, which is which is awesome. You know. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it too, you know, and I don't you know I don't know in today's day and age is oh, definitely a lot different, um, even to when I was growing up. But you know the mindset is everything. You know, like you know you can truly do you know about about you know anything you really want to. Like to be honest with you, I never would have thought you know I've been living here and and being a freelance creator. You know, you would have told me that when I was a senior in high school. I would have when I wouldn't have believed you. You know, but um, you know, determination mindset, like it really goes a long way. And I think, you know, if somebody has that drive, um, really the sky's the limit. So. Right. And what, so how old are you now? I'm 27. So yeah, turned 27 this, this last May. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting up there. It seems like just the other day, I remember I turned 16, I was able to drive my, you know, get my, uh, driver's permit and i was able to go out hunting by myself i didn't have to have my go out with my dad and and that was i'm sure my dad didn't like that as much but i also i enjoyed it because i was able to go out a lot, hunting a lot more when he was at work or you know whatever so right right you know yeah i mean i got my license here a couple or i think it's i think it was the start of this year actually yeah. and i i immediately i like found ways to like hunt and fish a lot more yep <laughs> which you know it, it's nice but um yeah also i feel like i there's a lot more times too i had to call my dad and i i used to have a uh a chevy s10 i don't know if you know what those are just kind of like a two-wheel drive uh pickup yeah. Chev- chevrolet take well i i that was my first truck and i would take that everywhere you know i thought i could take it everywhere you know and i feel like i would get into some pretty interesting situations that have to come pull me out at the hunting ground or whatever you know so yeah 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 it it, it was it was a blessing but also i don't think my dad liked as much because i just you know i would i would i was fearless you know so um i think i thought i could do whatever i want which he uh he didn't appreciate some of the times but right yeah, I mean, dads are always there, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Absolutely. Yeah, so, you, uh, are you, like, a, a bow junkie? Do you get into, like... You know, I, 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 I'm I, not... I wouldn't say I'm more... I don't... I mean, I love to bow hunt. I wouldn't really say I'm a bow junkie. Um, To be honest with you, I should shoot my bow a lot more than what I should, you know, before season and stuff. It seems like work gets in the way of stuff but um you know i i i guess i shoot a matthews now but i've always kind of shot matthews and um that's nothing against any of the other companies i just i've always felt comfortable shooting them and but i as far as you know knowing the specs of you know the spine length or whatever on my arrow like you know i i don't get into that uh too much but right and you know i mean i i there's plenty of people out there, you know, I know people pull out their bow, you know, like a day before season and they, you know, they shoot perfectly fine, which is, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't say like, I'm like a pro, mm-hmm. stuff, but like, I mean, I'm, I don't need the best of the best stuff either. Have you, uh, have you done any, uh, like challenges or tournaments? No, but I want to I really do. Um, you know that's something I I think I can improve on is just my bow my bow groups and just stuff like that. But you know, practice yeah, makes sure. perfect. No, absolutely, yeah. And you know, I feel like a lot of people too. Like you see some of these guys, they you know, it's like they they shoot all like all the time, you know. And it's like always sometimes making you know a little you know you know improvement here and there. And I feel like sometimes 
they make so much improvement that like it can almost hurt them in a way, you know, where it's like sometimes you just need to go out and just shoot and not think about it as much. And it's almost like a mental game really than anything, um, you know? Right. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, people create bad habits all the time, but yeah, is, you know, which is kind of caused by, you know, practicing and, but you know, that's something that could be fixed. You just gotta, you, you gotta look for it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. How many, uh, how many days a week do you, would you say you shoot? Uh, lately since summer started, uh, like once maybe. Really? Which is not what I want, I guess. You know, I would like to shoot, you know, at least every day, but. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but, you know, I mean, working, like, I don't know, it's getting stressful, but I got to work through it. Eventually I'll get back on my cars. Yeah, no, well, you're. You're a lot farther than me, that's for sure. <laughs> I think I yeah. got my bow out once in summer, so. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, always got to, you know, look for the, the brighter side of things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You, uh, have you uh, been putting out any cameras there uh, at all? No, actually. So, I, I, I would, but I live, uh quite a ways away from where i hunt we have a farm here in wisconsin and it's it's about an hour drive which is you know it's no oh, yeah. excuse you know i can easily drive over there yeah and put out cameras but i just i haven't gotten to it but in a couple of weeks here i plan on going trout fishing over there so nice probably then i'll, I'll set up some cameras and see some growth on some deer but uh, yeah other than that i mean i've where I work, I work at a park and I've seen, I've seen some deer growing here and there, you know, I was stacking wood and this, this buck came out with another buck and he had a pretty good rack going already. Oh, really? So what yeah. region of Wisconsin are you, are you in then? Let's see. Uh, I'm like, I'm North Madison still. Oh, okay. So yeah. you like Northwest? Uh, somewhat. Somewhat northwest. Somewhat northwest. I'd say kind of central. Gotcha. Gotcha. You, uh, let's see. I guess I'm about a half hour from the Dells. I'm sure you heard of the Dells in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. So, not, yeah. I mean, Wisconsin, they grow some pretty big deer. I mean, I've always heard of, like, Buffalo County and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah, I mean, deer are, Deer are everywhere, you know, around here. I mean, yeah. where I live, like, like where I'm at right now, there's the deer are like not there. You know, you can go out like seven days a week and see maybe one deer, which is mm-hmm. not good at all. But yeah. when you go a couple counties over to where our farm is, you know, you can see sometimes twenty deer at night, which is that's insane. awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, is that uh, your family farm, or is that just like yeah? American? Gotcha. It's, it's our family farm, you know. Uh, really, my only my dad and me really are the only ones who bow hunt it. You know, my sister goes out there every once in a while, but mm-hmm. uh, other than that, you know, I mean, my uncle hunts it, and I'm really proud of my uncle. I mean, he's he's fifth. I think he's almost sixty now, but uh, he's Uh-oh. he's deaf, and he's shot oh, like a bunch of deer. Um, which is awesome. Proud of him. And he, I mean, he hunts that a lot. You know, it's just me and my dad that mainly hunt it. And mm-hmm. come rifle season, my uh, my grandpa comes up. Then he actually lives down in Arkansas. And oh wow! Yeah, my my grandpa's a big hunter too. He uh, he's gone on many elk hunting trips, caribou and moose, and you know, that's awesome. It's awesome. It is, and. Yeah, I mean, I just always look look forward to it, you know. And I'm sure in there in Iowa, you guys get some huge bucks too. Yeah, know? it's it's kind I've of seen, I've seen some boomers in there. Yeah, too. no, for sure. Um, it's kind of funny the way you said that. That's kind of how it reminded me back home in Nebraska. You know, it. I mean, on a night like tonight, you know, you just go drive around, and I mean, you might see a few deer. You know, you might not. You know, I mean you know, on a night here in Iowa, um, I mean, it's not uncommon to go drive around for a few hours and 
see 50 to 100 deer you know it just it's crazy you know and and the, just the age structure you know a lot, a lot of people say it but until you really see it like it's 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 just incredible you, you just you cross that state line and it's just it is like it's it's a different world over here and right genetics you know, and stuff a lot more fields and i feel like people in iowa see a lot more deer than people here in wisconsin mm-hmm. because yeah, it's mostly the, timber right right yeah so that i mean i feel like that's kind of a big reason how like how hunters see different views differently you know than other states you know it's, it's kind of like depending on where you hunt you know if you hunt on fields a lot you're gonna see a lot more deer I'm sure. absolutely yeah and, and that's what's tough i was actually talking to a friend of mine the other day and you know we we're kind of saying what kind of hunter we are and you know i i, I kind of consider myself more of an edge hunter you know field edge hunter and rather than going in the timber just because it's like in the timber there's so many different trails that a deer can walk by it could be five yards it could be 20 yards or it could be 50 yards you know and and it's just it's hard to kind of pinpoint which trail they might take where you know on the field edges you know they might be working a scrape line or there might be a fence gap somewhere you know just different areas of the field where they like they feel safe coming out of you know and um yeah i i just i i prefer field edges you know and 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 edge but um it is also fun getting in the timber in the middle of November and, and waiting for those deer to come back to bed too. But mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I, uh, I mean, I love hunting in the field. I see a lot of deer, but it's one of those things like I, I, if I had to pick between like the woods and the field, I would definitely pick the woods mainly, yeah. mainly because it's, it's especially with bow hunting. It's like, it's less tempting to take those longer shots. You know? Yeah, like, no, absolutely. Stressful, you know, you see like this 150 plus inch deer across the field and you can't even take a shot, you know? Yeah. Which, well, but it's awesome, you know, like I love seeing them deer. Um, absolutely. But, you know, but did you, uh, did you end up getting a deer this year? Yeah, actually, it's crazy, crazy ordeal, but, uh, this year or this past year was the first buck that I had killed in 13 years. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was on a, a pretty long dry spell for a long time. And I tell you what, I was beating myself up so hard that I was like, I, I thought I was cursed, you know, it just seemed like, you know, the opportunity just wouldn't happen or, you know, I was just, you know, a couple minutes late, you know, or something, you know, and, and finally I was able to catch up with, a uh, a pretty mature a buck. I guess I didn't score him or nothing. I really didn't care what he scored, but I just wanted to shoot a, a mature buck. And I finally got that, that 13 year monkey off my back this year. But, um, yeah, he was a, he was a heck of a buck, old buck, big old body on him. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty much a classic you know, rut hunt, just had him come into a rattling call and, and we're kind of sitting on a, in a river bottom, uh, me and my, uh, my good, a good friend of mine. And, uh, he was rattling for me and, and saw him up this creek bottom and he was coming to check out all the ruckus. And I was lucky enough to make, a about a 30 or 35 yard shot on him. And he went a little further than, than what I'd hoped, but, um, we end up uh finding them and yeah it was a pretty surreal moment so yeah i mean i, I bet that's awesome you know yeah yeah i think i got a few a few photos on my on my face or my uh instagram page but uh yeah it was uh i was pretty pumped um just to get that monkey off my back like i said it just seemed like the opportunity or or something it was just you know day late dollar short type deal and um it was just finally it was it was you know relieving to finally know that it you know it finally happened so yeah i mean now that it happened you're gonna get a buck every year yeah that well i hope so i I mean that's the plan so hopefully this year i i may kind of hold off for for something but no i you know i guess i if it i i don't to be honest with you i don't really care about score i mean 
I, I, I'd rather kill a mature deer, you know, than anything. And, um, but, you know, try and do my part, but then kill some does in the meantime and, and stuff like that. So. Right. And, you know, um, like at a farm, the family farm, you know, we, we try to save those, those smaller bucks, you know, mm-hmm. so it's tempting, you know, like, uh, during rifle season this year at a, at a smaller buck, you know, he, he might've been a two and a half year old, maybe. Yep. Bought like a small two and a half year old. Like, I don't know what you guys considered like in Iowa, but like when you get into two and a half and up here in Wisconsin, they're, they're pretty much a shooter. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of depends. Um, you know, I, I, I typically like to, to shoot a four year old or better. I mean, it just depends. Um, I actually had a, uh, a pretty good encounter the first night I went out this last year. I think he was a three-year-old. It was hard to tell, really. Could have been three or could have been four, but he come right underneath the tree stand, and oh man, it, he looked so tempting. And and I actually grabbed my bow off the hanger, and I looked at him again. It, it was a deer we had some photos of, and I just it was hard to to get myself to to take that shot, and and I'm you know, just to see him hopefully, you know, live another year and, and see what he can become. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to do that with neighbors and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, exactly, you know, and like where our farm is, there's a lot of Amish people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, really? Amish people with deer, they see if it's brown, it's down, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of the same way it is down here in Southern Iowa. I mean, there's, there, you know, there's, in parts that you know that happens but um right i guess like i said it 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 all depends like to be honest with you i I think we had photos of that deer for a couple more weeks and then i never saw that deer again so you know someone could have shot him or you know whatever you know it just always seems like you know once you start to pass deer it's like only one out of a select few you know even make it to what you're hoping to so um, right. It can be kind of hard to, you know, manage, but. Right. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that will, I'm sure get easier for me, like to pass up deer, but I, mean, I just, I love seeing deer, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, if I don't shoot them, if I don't shoot them with my bow or a rifle, then I, I'm shooting them with a camera, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's, and that's kind of what I, I've actually found my enjoyment is, you know, to be able to, you know, photograph and, and be able to see, you know, video clips of the deer that, you know, I see let go and, and, um, you know, just to be able to have that memory, um, I think is pretty cool. You know, it's just a special really, you know, rather than even shooting them. So. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it's really cool. You know, you see these guys here on like on YouTube and you, you see them, they get video footage of when they're, you know, their first year with horns and then, a couple of years later when they're like a five-year-old and then mm-hmm. has a rack, it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And they grow. Yeah. But so uh, you said you'd prefer on field edges. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really depends. You know, I guess, you know, we try and, and plant some food plots and stuff like that and, and try and hunt, you know, more of the edge of the core area, you know, rather than, diving into you know say a bedding area or whatnot you know we try to you know hunt you know less intrusion and and let those deer you know feel safe and and let them come out into the fields and that's where i like to you know typically spend most of my time you know observing and then you know be able to make a move um from there but you know it all depends because certain deer you know do certain things and sometimes you have to get a little bit more aggressive um, than others. So, um, right. you know, I think it's just a matter of, you know, when's the right time to go in and, and push the limit, but. Right. And I mean, like, do you, uh, do you have a certain stand preference for like, like in the woods or on the field? No. Like, you, are you a blind guy or? Um, not, you know, I really, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, I was filming hunts and stuff. Um, for a while and, and we did sit some, some, uh, blinds and stuff. And for, for the filming aspect, it was a little, it was easier to be able to like, 
you know, move and stuff like that in blinds. But as far as like getting footage, like it was harder just because you had to worry about like windows and stuff like that compared to, you know, being up in a tree, you know, you know, you're 360 able to see kind of whatever, but, um, you know, and I don't really have a, a certain um, preference, I guess. I think I'm, um, going to try out a saddle this, this year for the first time. And I'm kind of interested to see kind of how that works. So I'm kind of a bigger guy. So I'm, you know, trying to find, you know, just having a platform and leaning up against a tree is going to be a little bit more, uh, new to me, but, um, I'm excited to try it. And, you know, I like to learn, you know, new tech tactics and, and techniques and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it kind of, it just depends on the situation, you know, when it's negative 10 out, you know, and the snow's flying, I'd rather be sitting in the line, you know, and, but, um, you know, I guess, I also, um, during, you know, when it's allowed, I like to be in a tree stand to be able to, you know, embrace the elements a little bit and, you know, the sights and the sounds, but, um, yeah, so. Right. And, you know, I love turkey hunting out of blinds. Um, I love, you know, for deer, I would definitely prefer an open deer stand. Yep. And out of blind because. I don't know. I've tried bow hunting night of blinds before, and it's just it hasn't gotten my way. Yeah, you know, I see like these big this buck comes up, and I try to pull back on him, and boom, I hit the, the blinds and tear yeah. off. And <laughs> I just I, me and blinds do not go well with the yeah. bow at all. Like you cut out. Uh-oh, this isn't good. Good now. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, I'm here. There we go. I had a, I think it goes, it likes to go inactive when, if I got to make sure um, my phone, like, doesn't go on, like, a save mode or sleep mode, so. Oh, okay, I see. But, yeah, no, I think, um, you know, bow hunting out of blind is extremely tough, you know, you know, just trying to find, you know, the, the window, you know, the window opportunity. So it's just a lot smaller, a margin. So, right. And, you know, it's kind of, I'm sure if I had a bigger blind, it'd go better, but the blind I was using, like my draw link, yeah. my stabilizer was like heading the back and my elbow was heading the back of the blind. And I was like, it's tight, but you know, it's whatever you know like yeah and blind to go perfectly and you know but absolutely yeah like i said it it all just depends on the, on the situation you know and and what the weather is allowing like i said if it's you know a little bit less than par conditions I, i'd rather be up in a blind you know <laughs> right right sitting no, a i 100 agree with that you know if it's like negative 10 and you're Freezing your butt off out there, I definitely would rather be in a blind. Absolutely. But like, you know, those those saddles, you know, that's something I also want to try. Like you're saying, that's really changing the industry. It seems like almost everyone is getting the saddle. Yeah, it's it, in the, here in the last few years. It's really, you know, especially for you know, uh, uh, you see a lot more people, you know, or the public land hunter, the hang and hunt hunter, you know, just you know, being mobile, you know, cause you know, they're always trying to, you know, either push the issue or try new spots or, you know, whatever. So, um, that industry has, you know, grown vastly within the last few years. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kind of try it out and, and to be mobile and, and see kind of how comfortable they are. Right. And, you know, I mean, I've heard plenty of things about them. It's just, I guess I would have to practice shooting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one big thing is, is, is just being comfortable, you know, like pulling your bow back or, or whatnot is, you know, just going out and, and, uh, you know, practicing in it before you head out into the field. But. Right. Uh, And, you know, that's not, I feel like it's not hard to set up one of those either, you know? No, it, it seems from what I've seen, it seems like it, they're, they're fairly easy to, to be able to get up a tree with. So, yeah. And, you know, 
I don't know. It's kind of a, you, you know, like I've grown up like going in like a ladder stand, you know, you're facing, mm-hmm. you're facing away from the tree usually. And, and, you know, in a saddle, you're, you're facing the tree, you know, you're, yep. So, I'm, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I, I have a funny story, uh, of a, of ladder stands, uh, I guess growing up, um, we, my, my dad and I, we used to hunt public land cause I was only, only place we had to go and hunt. And, and, uh, we had those, uh, double ladder stands and he would carry the, the ladder, like the, the part you said in like on his back with the two ratchet straps that you used to, to ratchet around the tree. And, and then I'd carry the, the ladder pieces and we'd go a mile back in the public and, and, uh, set that sucker up and uh i couldn't imagine what my dad's back looked like now just because of i mean a metal ladder ladder stand carrying that far you know deep into the public ground it was just we did some pretty crazy stuff um but you know like that's just that was the way that we did it you know and and uh you know there wasn't your mobile setups like there there is now so uh, right right yeah i just thought that was funny i was talking to somebody about that the other day and kind of what what i grew up hunting and in types of you know stand situations and i thought that was kind of funny but yeah i mean that's i mean i can remember going out with my dad doing the same thing and like this was before i even like hunted you know i used to go out just just to watch deer and stuff and and I was bow hunting with them, and we carried this this stand out, and it wasn't nearly big enough. Oh yeah, both of us, but we managed to sit on it. You know, I just sat on the ladder part, and he sat on the the platform, and right, got up the whole time. But that's funny. Yeah, it's it's crazy, you know what what we used to do. Um, right, and you know those those climbing stands. You know, I, I mean, I've used them, but it's something that. They, they do scare me those those climbing stands you know yes they scare me and i feel like i would trust a saddle more than a climbing stand to be honest with you because i yeah. mean i've heard plenty of stories where the bottom falls off and you're just dangling there and you know yep absolutely yeah it's it's I, and we i used to do that you know in, in public land and stuff like that and I mean, it's just you have to find the perfect tree too, which makes it tough. Cause, yeah, I mean, where are you, exactly. you going to? I mean, he, some of these trees that you know I've hung trees in, you know, probably. Oh, <laughs> sorry, went on sleep mode again. But uh, it, uh, you know, just trying to find the perfect tree is so hard. Yeah. I mean, it got to be straight. You got to have. You can't have too thick of branches because you gotta, you know, break them off and go up. Yeah, exactly. And that's what uh, something you know about here is um, on public land. I believe the rule is that you're not supposed to um, um, cut like any trees. Right, and that's kind of how it is here in Wisconsin. You know, you're not supposed to really cut any trees and. You know, once you do find those straight up trees with no branches, it's like, well, now you don't have cover. To- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 just tough. So, I mean, yeah. that's what makes it that much more of a challenge. Um, I feel like when, you know, when it comes to hunting in general, is you know, just to find a spot, you know, a tree to to hang in or, or whatnot. So. Right, and you know, yeah that's kind of a big part of saddles you know you can get around some of those bigger branches which is really nice you know absolutely absolutely so yeah i mean anyways do you use any uh like scent control do you do any of that um you know um i guess i just you know i spray down and and um do as best as i can there and um, you know, I have messed a little bit with, um, I think wild game innovations came out with, a uh, golly, I can't remember what it's called center, some type of scent, um, machine, I guess. And, um, it seems to work. Okay. You know, I think, you know, you have your ozonics out there and whatnot. And I think, uh, you know, 
I, I think a lot of it works, you know, but I've heard of, you know, the ozone messing with, you know, their lungs or whatever, you know, and I guess, uh, you know, I haven't really messed with a whole bunch of that, but you know, my biggest thing is just to, um, play the win. So, um, right. And, you know, I mean, me myself, yeah, I do use ten eliminator stuff and I'm sure it works, but I don't yep. think it fully gets rid of your scent. Like I think you always have scent because that's your body, you know, your body's producing that scent. Absolutely. So I think you know, playing playing the wind, like you said, is kind of a, a big key to in the hunting, you know. Yep. The key to, to trying to kill a You got to trick its nose, so and that's one of the toughest things. So, right, and you know when I when I go to the stand, um, I'm I'm looking at where the wind's going, you know. So, you know, kind of like you know if they're betting here and then they're going out to the field to eat, you know, you gotta make the right call. You know, you don't want to be in their line of smell or whatever. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, it seems like I run and yep. always get those does that come out first, and <laughs> it's like they're the messenger. They kind of check it out. Right. The coast is clear. Sometimes it's hard to to get past that first that first nose. Come out, so right. So, uh, how uh, how ethical are you? You know, like what what do you feel? Like a a good bow range is for you, like for um your... um you know I like to try and keep deer within forty yards, um and that's just kind of what I'm comfortable with. Um, you know I know people can shoot up to you know sixty yards, and they probably can, you know, and they practice that a lot more than I do. But you know, for myself, you know, I feel pretty comfortable. Um with you know within about you know 40 yards so you know right. i think I've, I've heard people go out west and and shoot antelope at like 80 yards before and i mean and they and they put a heck of a shot on it you know and and but i mean that's just a lot of practice and um you know something that i should probably do a lot more but uh yeah i mean 40 yards is, is pretty much the the top for me so Right, and you know, see me, me, it'd have to be like a huge buck. Like I'd hate to send an arrow out forty, just because you know my bow. It's not the fastest bow. You know, I feel like by the time it gets to the deer, it's just you know I want to make sure it's an ethical shot. You know, I want absolutely handle the stuff or whatsoever. So absolutely, I mean, and you know, I understand. You know antelope hunting with a bow it's, it's super hard like i give a lot of credit to people who can do it and like with elk you, you know you tend to take longer shots which is you know perfectly fine because an elk is a lot bigger than a white-tailed deer absolutely and, you know they can't really dunk an arrow like as fast as a white-tailed deer so they're not hitting them in the spine or anything you know <laughs> but absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's that's something that you know I usually ask everyone. You know, it's you know I very like I said it it really does, and like I said, I mean you could ask somebody else, and they might say, well, I might be able to shoot out to sixty yards, and I mean they could be dead on. It's just you know they just they're 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 conditioned to, and that's what it, it comes down to a lot is you know being conditioned to your muscles being able be able to hold that pin you know, pretty steady out to, you know, 60 yards. Cause it seems like that, that margin of error that, you know, that of movement from yards to 60 yards is huge. You know, if you, um, move just right. a little, so. Right. And, you know, I mean, I can shoot, I shoot 60 yards in the backyard, you know, all like all day, you know, but when it comes down to it, and do you have that buck sitting in front of you or you're shaking? <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, it's a lot different situation, you know. Yeah. If anybody's uh, experienced buck fever before, you know. Yeah. We got we got a lot of that feeling. Oh, absolutely. That's that's why we do it, right? Exactly. 
But uh, another thing I, I got for you, and and you mentioned it here earlier, is uh, you called that fucking rattling, and that's something, you know, I don't I don't call a lot, which is yeah, kind, kind of different. You know, a lot of people do call a lot, which is perfectly fine and it works, and it's I don't know, it's something I, I don't really do as much as other people. You know, I I do it in the like during the peak of the rut, and that's yeah. about it. You know, yeah, and that's kind of, and to be honest with you, that's kind of when I do too, you know, I, you know, I call, you know, just to have it in my back pocket, just in case of, you know, it, it might be late October and you might have, you know, a deer out there, you know, two, 200 yards or so. And you just might want to give him, give him something to, you know, that he might be interested in. But, you know, as far as like rattling and, and decoys and stuff that, you know, goes like that, you know, I really don't use a whole lot you know only during you know a certain time you know it might be a, a five-day period you know because it seems like you even get into the middle of november and you know decoys you know i actually had a deer i think it was a couple days before i killed my deer and i think i killed my deer on the 13th of november and um you know i put a decoy out and we had a, i had a buck come in um it was with a doe and actually that buck, um, kind of shielded that doe to make sure, you know, cause that doe was wanting to come towards, you know, the decoy that we had set out and, uh, that buck had almost shielded that doe to make sure that she wasn't going to come near that decoy and, you know, end up, you know, the buck didn't come in to range either. So it seems like, you know, there's a certain time or, you know, where, you know, their mood is a little bit different. Um, you know, that, a decoy might work or rattling might work, but it seems like, you know, you get past, you know, maybe the first week of November and really the only thing on their mind is, is does, you know? So, and that's kind of where I like to, you know, concentrate my time towards, you know, doe bedding areas and stuff like that. Cause I feel like that's about your, your best chance to, to be able to find, you know, one of your hit listers. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really uh it's really hit and miss, you know, with rattling and, and decoys and stuff like that. So. Right. And, you know, something I'm kind of, you know, I think about it all the time. It's like, I wonder if like bucks, you know, like you, they hear your call and they're like, well, I'm going to get out of here and try to find like, some does because there's a buck in the area already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like, like I said, it's, but, it's kind of a time window that that can kind of happen, but right. And you know, like, and, and like some some bucks will come in. You know, like this competition. You know, you want to get that buck out of your their territory. So yeah, it, it's kind of like I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. I guess how to explain it how I feel about it, but yeah, it can really. You know, it's kind of. You know, you feel like you, you leave that type of stuff at the home, you know, and then you wish you kind of had it. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, that happened this, this, uh, this year, actually, I was sitting in the deer stand and this was actually after I got my buck already. So I couldn't even really shoot the buck, but you know, you can kind of coax him over just to, you know, get a better view of him. Yep. And I, the, these two bucks showed up and they're, uh, maybe 200 and something yards. And, you know, I saw them and they were, they were about, they look like they were ready to fight. You know, I was like, oh man, this is awesome. You know, I mean, not, me personally, I've never seen two bucks fighting like in the deer stand. I've seen it like outside of the deer stand, but like, it'd be really cool just to catch that on a camera. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I mean, I've tried I, it would have been cool if I had some kind of thing to coax him over, but yeah, absolutely. It's 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 I don't know, it's a sensitive situation. Sometimes I even think about like, you know, maybe I shouldn't call unless I see him. Yeah, yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's always it, it's it's hit or miss. I mean, it's kind of a dang if you do, dang if you don't. You know, when you when it comes to bringing the calls or or whatever, but. Right, and you're talking about those decoys. How, how do you how do you like those? You like them? Or? You know, that's the same kind of thing. You know, it's 
you know, I think there's a certain time that they come they become, you know, really effective. And I think there's certain times in my situation that, you know, I feel like if we wouldn't have had that decoy out, I feel like we would have had a good shot at killing that deer, you know, because the doe would have walked right past us and that buck would have followed. But since we had had that decoy out, you know, that buck didn't want that doe to go, you know, near that competition. So, um, you know, I think there's just a, you got to catch the deer, the right deer in the right mood. You know, it's kind of with same thing with turkey hunting, you know, it's like, do you use a full strut decoy or do you use a, you know, a half strut Jake or do you use just a hen decoy? You know, it's, it's just, it all depends on the mood of the animal and, and, you know, we, we aren't going to be able to know that until, you know, the time comes, you know, and we say, well, we probably shouldn't have done this or should have done that. But, um, you know, it just all kind of depends, you know. Right. You know, and, and there's always a what up, you know, you know, but it's, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, Absolutely. I've never, I've never used a decoy and it seems awesome. I've seen plenty of videos of it working, but absolutely. like, do you ever have any deer scared of it? Like, do you see a uh, deer like running away and like, sni- like, oh, you know, you know I haven't, you know, and, and that's just, you know, I really haven't. I really haven't used it um, enough to be honest with you. This last year was kind of my first year using one and, and uh, you know, I, I guess I don't have enough experience to really have an answer where it's like, well, you know, should have used it, you know, I should use it, you know, this time or that time. But Right. Right. So, but anyways, you turkey hunting, you uh, did you get turkey this year. Yeah. End up getting, uh, two birds this year actually one in one Nebraska one in Iowa so I was kind of, yeah the first year this was the first year I got one in each state so I was I was pretty pumped about that so and one with a bow and, and one with a with a shotgun so um, yeah yeah it was, oh, that's awesome it was pretty pretty excited so but better than me you know I've I, I think I've been hunting turkey longer than I've been hunting deer oh yeah and I still haven't found turkey, you know. Oh, really? And I'm, I'm like at seven deer now, which is, you know, it's crazy. But I don't know why uh, my luck with turkeys isn't there. I love turkey hunting. It's, it's, yep. I just love hearing the toms got away, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm always out in the woods. And it, I mean, I don't know. You know, if I had to pick turkey hunting, it would probably be my, my second, you know, like... Like I love deer hunting, and then it'd probably be like turkey hunting, you know, turkey yeah. hunting up there. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of encounters with turkeys this year too. You know, I heard a lot. Do you guys have quite a few there. birds up there? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I see. Like, do you have you have like seasons down there, like for different people, like? Mm-hmm. Or is it like one month for you? Like you get um, yeah, it's about a month. I think it starts. I mean, we don't get much time in Iowa for the seasons. Definitely a lot longer um, than than here in Iowa, and it's a little bit funky, like seasons wise, just with the different seasons and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it really doesn't seem like you know here in Iowa. Um, you know, it's 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 30 or 31 days and you know, it's, you got your chance to kill a bird or not. So, um, some days, you know, you can go out and kill a ton probably just cause it's the right day. But some days, you know, if you don't have the right weather, it's, it can be tough. So see, it's me. That would be an honor to have that long. I got like a week to kill a turkey. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really tough. Yeah. I mean, and I, and, and, it's like a raffle kind of deal, you know. Sometimes you get the first season, and usually that's what people want to get the first yep. season. That's when they're they're most active and gobbling. And yeah, I had the third season, which is weeks later, and you know these turkeys are all kind of educated. You know, they're all they've seen or they've all heard a hunter calling, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe they haven't seen a like a decoy, and that's kind of the my boat i was kind of thinking like yo if if they see a turkey like a decoy then they'd they'd probably come in but if it's just a call you know my answer i don't think they'd really come in yeah yeah and that's that's another thing with turkeys is man their moods can change in a matter of just 
you know, a few minutes, it seems like, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, and I don't know. Like, I, I had this turkey this year, gobbling like crazy. He was going yeah. off, and I was like, oh, man, this bird is this is going to be awesome. You know, he's going to come in. Yeah. And then he, he flies down from the roost, and he's going completely the opposite direction. I'm like, well, what <laughs> on earth is this? What is he doing? <laughs> ah, I don't know. So, it's just, I think it's... By the third season here in Wisconsin, I think birds They've are been like pretty educated. educated. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it can be like that here in Iowa as well. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure, you know, there's hunter hunting pressure everywhere. Yep. But yeah, I mean I, I appreciate you coming here on the podcast. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you having me on and, and uh, I was glad to finally be able to to get with you and, and do it so we'll have to link up again here uh maybe in the fall and, and see how each other's falls are going yeah i mean that'd be that'd be awesome and do you uh you fish at all or um you know to be honest with you i i don't uh not much anymore um yeah it seems like i'm doing more more deer work or something like that or work gets in the in the way but uh yeah, right. no, I don't. I don't get out and do as much as that. So, but right. I mean, any, you know. I mean, I understand that. I mean, to be honest, I never used to be a big fisherman, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I kind of got into it. You know, I got so bored during like the summer. You know, when I have off and yep. things, and I'm like, you know, yeah. I, I found fishing, and I just grew to love that as well. But I mean. Yeah. If I had to pick one, you know, hunting's definitely my number one, no matter what. But, yep. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a pleasure having you on. If uh, yeah, you no. guys are listening, want to go check him out? What is it? What's your Instagram? I don't even know. Even Colin C O L I N underscore Ortmeier O R T M E I E R. Yeah, I mean. I'll probably post this on my Instagram right after too. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Maybe yeah, we can catch up again in the fall. Absolutely. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, man. Have a good one. I yep. appreciate you coming on. Yep. All right. Bye bye.